Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 through 11. We can use our loud voices today if you want. Okay? All right. Okay, let's start. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God in glory in Christ Jesus, put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised in the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteous of my own that comes from the law, but that also comes through faith in Christ, the righteous from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, because like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Excellent job, everybody. I heard you. Thank you, Dan. You guys all may be seated. All right. Well, thank you guys for that. That was really nice. I, I just, I just enjoy that. I just enjoy, I enjoy being here. I enjoy being here with you guys specifically. Um, and uh, yeah, and this is a. A great Christmas season for the Jenkins family. Um, we had a couple members of our family that were sick, unfortunately. So did things a little bit different this year. I'm sure we'll all get together um, here soon. But uh, but I want to ask you guys uh, this question. So Christmas is over. Um, and and <laughs> every year is kind of this like, now what? Kind of deal, you know? And, and for many of us, it's just like a... <gasps> All right, <laughs> you know, now it doesn't work quite like that in our community because our community, if you know, I mean, there's not much traffic right now, which I'm surprised by, but obviously this is when things really kick in here in a tourist community for Christmas week as people come to ski and snowboard. And, um, but I just kind of wanted to ask some of these questions, you know, like how, how was it? I know we always ask, you know, I probably asked a couple of you guys, how was your Christmas? How, how did everything go? You know, and, and just thinking about that question, you know, do you feel encouraged? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel rested? Are you like super excited because you got the presents that you wanted? Are you super excited because you gave presents and the people really loved them? You know, like, how are you doing? And I, I got the, to think about uh, this like idea of a resume or something like that. So what is the Christmas resume of 2021? 
Um, the fact is, we, we live in a very results-driven society, a culture uh, that's very results-driven. And, and results are great because, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're the evidence of what we believe or what we think or how, you know, what we live. And so we live in this results-driven, you know, culture. So we have to ask, well, what is the, that Christmas resident? What was the underneath of of these results that we got of our encouragement of our exhaustion of our our feeling rested of our excitedness of presence of whatever it might be um and uh i i came up with some questions to think through this idea of a, a christmas resume your 2021 christmas resume so one of them would be were your presents well received by others? I know that often, you know, can can stir up emotions in us. Maybe did uh, did you get the presents that you wanted? I, you know, it's fun, and I like maybe it's just me, but I'm kind of just like a big kid, and I really try to hard hard to push down. I'm like, well, I don't care what I get, but I'm really like, well, am I gonna get that one thing that I really wanted? Because I asked my wife for it, and, you know, and it, it's funny. Like I said, maybe I just haven't grown out of it, but I'm still a little kid. If you if you know me, I am still a little kid. Maybe did the uh, did the did the Christmas dinner turn out okay? Did you overcook the turkey? I kind of burned the steak last night. I'll be honest. Still tasted pretty good, but it was a little crispy. Uh, you know, how was the attendance of the Christmas Eve service? You know, how did that turn out? Maybe the one in Waterville as well. How did that turn out? Um, did we connect with loved ones? Maybe you got on the phone, FaceTime. Maybe you got to, you know, we're lucky enough to have family or friends come and stay with you and celebrate with you. Did you connect with some loved ones? Did you uh, take that opportunity, as Tim mentioned, did you take that opportunity to share, you know, the quote-unquote reason for the season? Do we utilize the opportunity of openness to talk about Jesus with others, you know? And maybe some of those questions, those are good questions, they're all good questions. Those, those are some of the questions I typically think about when I think about what would it look like to, to build up that Christmas resume. And so I wrote out, it's a, some of it's loosely related to my own Christmas resume, some of it's kind of more just generalizations. This is a Christmas resume um, 2021. And so typically... On a resume, you'll you know you'll talk about the good things, your strengths. You'll talk about your weaknesses, um, maybe some of the experiences you'll throw in there. So, so I kind of first some of the things. What went well this Christmas? Okay, um, and and as I ask these, I want you guys to think about like what went well for you this Christmas. So, maybe what went well was time with family. Time with families, great. That might have gone well. Maybe you got some things you needed. Maybe there was, like I said, that good attendance at the services and, and whatnot. Or maybe maybe somebody made a decision to follow Jesus. Praise God. Okay? People seem to enjoy the, the cooking, the food. People seem to enjoy. Now, even though I did burn the food, I, my, my brother-in-law said he liked it. So I'm just, I hope he wasn't just being nice. <laughs> I hope I can get better at that. People seem to enjoy that. Maybe you had funny stories from this year that you remember because Mason got into something he wasn't supposed to and tripped over himself. Sorry, I'm throwing you under the bus. But but maybe you had funny stories to tell about goofy things that your kids did or you did. Um, always like funny stories. All right, what went 
Maybe what didn't go so well. What were the weaknesses of this year's Christmas? Well, time with family could be in both, <laughs> honestly. Maybe. Um, maybe uh, I, I, I really wanted this one thing and I didn't get it. Or maybe I got this thing, but it wasn't quite what I wanted, right? Fill in the blank, didn't like the present that I spent all this time trying to get them. I spent all this time thinking about what I, you know, what I wanted to get them, and they just didn't really seem into it. Maybe it's that there's division within your family. Maybe that it was, you know, we build these traditions. You know, I know, I know Eunice really loves Christmas traditions, and maybe, you know, those Christmas traditions weren't well-received. People didn't seem like they wanted to participate in those things. They just kind of wanted to do other things. Maybe some of those were just traditions. Maybe some of them were like you trying to focus on Jesus stuff. Maybe you burned the stake like I did. Maybe you're just exhausted from the season. And maybe nobody appreciated the work that I put into making Christmas what it was. Like I said, this wasn't completely my resume because my wife does most of the work. But what's the takeaways from that? What's the, what's the fruit? What's the result? What's the evidence of a Christmas resume like that? Well, you might not feel that rested. Obviously, if you're exhausted now, you probably don't feel rested. I feel like I could have done more to tell more people about Jesus. Maybe I could have been more intentional with conversations. I need to prepare better next year for, for all the stuff, all the people coming in, whatever, hosting, whatever it is for you. This is kind of more specific, and it doesn't really have anything to do with but what I said, and there's not even much traffic in town, but I said there's too much traffic in town. There's actually not too much traffic in town today. Maybe I wish my kids would just behave Maybe I wish my parents would stop fighting. Or maybe I wish I would stop fighting with my spouse. Maybe I wish my family took our traditions more seriously. Maybe our, our traditions that have to do with Jesus, I really want them you know, to take that seriously. Right now, River's not really taking it that seriously. <laughs> maybe I'm happy with how things went this year. Maybe you had a great Christmas and things went really, really well. Maybe I built stronger relationships with family members and friends. Maybe I really enjoyed that the gift giving and gift receiving. Enjoyed singing Christmas carols or enjoyed the rest. See, what's funny about a results-driven culture, you know, I, I, is our results will always be determined by our circumstances in some sense. My joy is determined by my activity, or more specifically, how successful my activity was. My peace is determined by the circumstances around me, whether everything is kind of in a, in a place of niceness, I guess, not division, however you want to say that. Maybe my love is determined by how much others have loved me. Maybe I do a really good job loving people this year because I got really good presents and they loved me well. My hope is determined by how my success is now so that it gives me hope for something in the future because if I'm successful now, I'll probably be successful at something in the future. 
in reality, it comes down to my fill-in-the-blank is determined by my activity, what I have done. What's funny is we look, if you look at the front of your bulletins, as Paul digs in to, uh, in Philippians, what, like, what it, like what it means to put your hope, your faith in the flesh. Um, I want to go ahead and read it again. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. He goes on to list off. I know those things seem completely foreign to us. You're like, why is he talking about circumcision so much? What's this whole, What's the significance of being of the people of Israel or of the family of Benjamin? Bottom line is, in his culture, what it meant to be successful or good at what at what he did was to to fill out fill out those things. Those were the things. That was the being a successful businessman. That was having a successful ministry. That was, you know, having a family that trusted in Jesus. That was, that was whatever success looks like for you today. That was, Paul was communicating that to the people. So, hey, if you have confidence in that, I have more. Here's what I have. And then right after that, he says in verse 7, just lays out his resume. He's like, but all that stuff? Whatever I gain, I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. See, the truth is, is that as long as we live a life seeking after a resume of what, how my activity produces my joy or my peace or my hope or my love, it'll always fall short. You see, it was always about knowing Christ for Paul. It was about knowing Emmanuel, that God is with us. God is with us. And so, I'll be honest, when I, I wrote this sermon earlier this week, and then I went through Christmas, and then late Christmas night, I was like, all right, I'm going like, to kind of look through my notes again. And then I'm like, oh my word, I, did, I like, didn't do any of this. And I was super convicted by my own words because I wrote a, revi a revised Christmas resume 2021. And I'll tell you, it had a lot less to do with me and a lot more to do with God. What went well this Christmas on the revised Christmas resume? God became man and dwelt among us. Jesus was the promised Messiah, the Savior of the world, the fulfillment of many Old Testament prophecies. He checked all the boxes. God showed me his love in that he entered into the world not because I was worthy to receive his love, but to show his love for me and the world. It's no longer what I did, not deserving. The gift of Jesus has been given. Therefore, all other gifts that I receive today or yesterday 
All other gifts that I received are just a reflection of that gift. Jesus was sent to the world for the purpose of reconciling humanity to God, bringing a unity and peace within humanity underneath the forgiveness of Christ that can't be found anywhere else. We gather together around a table to eat in remembrance of Jesus' body that was given for us on the cross. The true bread that brings forgiveness, or that brings life and forgiveness to the world. Our joy is no longer in the quality of food that we ate or how good it was cooked, but rather in the symbolism that points, uh, or the symbolism that, symbolism that food points us to in Jesus, his life, his death, and resurrection. Jesus' is coming is good news for all people everywhere. Whether people that we spoke it to decide to accept it or not was never our job to begin with, but rather to be faithful in sharing it. This Christmas, I rejoice that God has changed my heart to enjoy the act of obedience to him. What went wrong this Christmas? Well, there's not much wrong this there's not much wrong with Jesus coming, honestly. I guess if you were to put anything in there, the cost of Jesus coming, Marcus talked about last week. Terrible, terrible thing happened in Israel when, when Jesus was born. As Herod uh, killed all the babies that were two and under. But it was for the purpose of the Savior coming to the world. Takeaways. What are my takeaways from that? That was a, a, a resume not focused on me, but focused on Jesus. Well, the fruits of the Spirit. You start with those Advent candles, love, joy, peace, hope. I have all those things, not because of my action, my activities, my successes, but because of Jesus. Patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all these things I can now have because I'm no longer focused on me. No longer focused on my circumstances or surrounded. I feel rested because it was God who was working rather than me having to muster up my strength to make this Christmas season perfect. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that because even though I might not have gotten the present that I wanted, I got Jesus. And therefore all those other presents, presents don't really matter that much. I read through that again last night and I was like, man. See, a gospel-driven culture in, in you know, a, a kingdom culture looks a little different than a world culture. Because in a gospel-driven culture, my joy is not determined by my activity, but it's determined by Christ's forgiveness and sacrifice for me. My peace isn't determined by my circumstances, but rather by Christ's work done on my behalf, and so I can have peace. My love is not determined by how much others love me, but by how much Christ loved me. Thankfully, his love is pretty unconditional. And no matter how hard I try to love other people, it's usually pretty conditional. And my hope is no longer determined by, by what, how successful I am now so I can look forward to the future. But my hope 
is determined by Christ's promise to return. In other words, my fill-in-the-blank is determined by what God has done for me rather than what I have done. Is your hope, your love, your peace, your joy today rested in the work of Christ, or is it completely dependent on your activity? When you look at your life, do you say, here's all the good things that I've done, or do you say, man, look at all the great things that God has done on my behalf? So you, you point others to Jesus rather to, than to yourself. Like Paul did, he said, he said here's my resume. It's as, it's as good as any resume out there, but I count it all as loss for the sake of knowing Christ. And you know what he was echoing? He was echoing the fact that it was never about what you did, even all the way back to, to the book of Exodus. I, I love this passage in Exodus 33, because in, the, in Exodus, Moses has taken the people of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, and, he, and he's in the wilderness, and the people are just back and forth with serving God because they, they love what God gives them. They, he gives them food. He opens up the ocean for them. He does all this stuff, but then they keep grumbling back and forth. And, and God finally is just so fed up. He's like, I'm, I'm going to send you guys to the promised land, but I won't go with you. And Moses says this in Exodus 15 through 16. If you don't personally go with us, don't take or don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the people on earth. Is Jesus's presence enough? All the way back. We always, I usually think that the Old Testament's different. It's not. It was always about God's presence with us. I hope, for your sake and for my sake, that Christmas of 2021 was about him. Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. I'm going to pray. Father, you, you are so good to us. You love us so much. And in spite of ourselves, and no matter how hard we try, we tend to revert back to our ways of, of just feeling like we need to perform well enough for you to love us. That we need to perform well enough to have all those wonderful gifts of, of peace and hope and love and joy. But Lord, we know ultimately that those things rest in you and knowing you alone. God, help us to believe that. Help us to, to not only in our pain look to you, but also in our rejoicing look to you rather than how good we are. Resting in your work. Father, I pray for those, as, as, as Tim mentioned earlier, that, that got opportunities to hear the gospel through our services or or even through this morning, Father. For you say in, in, in John 1, 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Father, that's an awareness of your presence with us and a desire 
to, to press into that presence. Father, if, if we're here this morning and we're completely honest with ourselves that we, it, ha it wasn't about you this Christmas, it was about us. Whether we've made a decision to follow you or not, help us, Lord, to believe in you and to rest in your work and not ours. Lord, for those who, who haven't, Lord, that they would believe and receive the gift, the true gift of Christmas, which is Jesus' presence. God with us, Emmanuel. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.